0: and the popularity, like in pictures, is it recorded? We got it. Okay. Um, the popularity in, in like photography is you know, without a, without a filter, like it's, it's raw and it, it's like valuable. And like when I'm on Instagram, like I filter as many as I can. So mine is like, hashtag tons of filters, right? <laughs> uh, but, but in life, the idea is that you actually do need to filter because if you don't filter, then everything that comes your way, you, you just accept. And our lives are, are actually kind of like sponges. Like we all just kind of are inundated with, with things that land on us and f- fill our minds and our hearts and our ideas of what the good life is, what success is, who we should be, identity, goals, dreams, ambitions and if we're not careful we can become a product of just the messages that we we hear um so this this time together is just a way for us to look at like what are some of the major things that we need to filter in our lives and in a way like ring out the sponge like how do we kind of ring out some of the thinking and some of the thoughts that actually aren't pleasing to god and so we're going to spend some time doing that. I have ha- a handout for you guys um that you can use. Could I have like two two volunteers that would be willing to? <laughs> Thanks. Uh. So, so while while uh my helpers are passing those out. Um, right now, you, you want to look at it and look at the front and the back and try to guess the blanks and all that stuff, right? If You're a really good student. Um, but what I'd like you to do is we're talking about values. We're talking about messages. So here, here's how I'd like, you to, I'd like you to start, OK? We're going to talk about cool, OK? What what do I what's what does cool mean? Like how do you define cool? With the times, like with the times, okay. Impressive. Impressive. Stylish. Stylish. Trendsetting. Trendsetting. Good. Instagram followers. Instagram. Oh, like the more you have, the cooler you are. Yes. Oh. Okay. Cool. Any anything else? Is that it? Authority. What's that? Authority. Authority. Authority cool. Oh, okay. It's cool to be authority. It's not cool to have authority. It's authority over you. Oh, yeah. Like, be a boss, don't have a boss. Dang, got a slogan that right there. Man. It's like a bumper sticker. Um, but uh, what I'd like you to do then is, is then, like, on your campuses, what do you think most people think cool is on your campuses? Think about it. Think about it and then just discuss with the people near you. Like, who are the cool people on your campuses? And how do you know? Think and discuss. just to bring it, let, let me bring it back. What, what were some, what were some of the things, like who, who is cool, like on your campuses? Frat kids. So, frat, okay. English. Frat kids. <laughs> I'm, gonna write, I'm gonna write exactly what is you guys said. Yeah. People who are professionally successful. Okay. All right, what else? Athletes. Did I spell that right? (laughs) Yes. Confident? Confident. Like if you're confident, you're cool. Yeah. Okay. Stoners. (laughs) Stoners. <laughs> Stoners? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah, yeah. man. Be <laughs> <G-G-G>. <laughs> is that would be kids. Chico. Is that true at USC? I don't yeah. think so, right? Uh, I'm, well, I'm writing it. You guys <laughs> count. I'm just, I'm just... Yeah, aren't counts. going to count? <laughs> not. Just Stoners. Okay. Not so most common cool is what he said. People who go the crazy parties. So partiers. Partiers. Huh? Partiers. Is that right? That's not right. (laughs) See, I'm not cool. I don't even know how to spell. Party. How do you spell partiers? That's fine, yeah. Party. People. What else? What else is cool? Anyone else? What else is cool? Yeah, sorry. Okay, so ladies. Ladies, man. Wow, that doesn't really. Mean. What's cool, ladies? Hey, you guys just know what that means, okay? What else? Were you gonna say something? People who what? Basically, alcoholics. No, but you're you're speaking of. Um, you're speaking of status, right? If you can hold your alcohol like, you're not only a partier, but like, you're yeah. You're hardcore, yeah. Right. Any any others? What about USC people? I like So it's kinda of like is it is it different than that? This is like hilarious. <laughs> is from, is drinkers? Stoners <laughs> drinkers. you know what? <laughs> oh, oh. I know. I <laughs> know. <laughs> All right. Diego, were you gonna say one? yeah, I like especially when the science is those who like are like top scorers in class. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you okay. the the, re- the reason the reason that's important is because um cool has a lot of power. You know? Whoever is cool ends up uh, defining a lot of what you should do and what you shouldn't do, okay? So really quickly, just whatever comes to your mind, what is uncool on your campus? Christian challenge. (laughs) Christian challenge. Like, are you being serious? Yeah. Okay. Like, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> some, of the, some of the people passing by us on the table are just like. <laughs> so, yeah, like doing something related to Christianity could just be uncool. Okay? Not living for yourself. Not living for yourself? Not being a drinker. Yeah, so like not drinking <laughs> is uncool. Like if you think just like the opposite. Sure. Nah, the opposite. Not being <laughs> <laughs> a stoner. remember sure remembering your evening church. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> The the re- were you gonna say something? I was gonna say being awkward. Awkward is not cool. Yeah. If you're right, you're the awkward. Okay. Yeah. Having a conservative viewpoint. Just like be, maybe being conservative. Definitely. Yeah. Focusing on school. Unless you're at USC. Yeah. Yes. And then you're cool. I picked the wrong school. <laughs> But but th- this is this is really important because um, in our in in our culture, no matter like your upbringing, uh, no matter if you went to good school, bad school, Christian school, secular school, um, the power of cool is it it pulls it pulls on us. But the idea of cool is something that's actually. Um, it's It's marketed and it's it's actually driven by by media it's driven by culture and cool just doesn't like come out of nothing. Cool has actually come from intentional thought and from it it's actually has a lot of its roots in consumerism because if they can you know if, if companies can connect cool to having to buy something that makes you cool or have to do something that makes you cool, then it actually makes tons and tons and tons of money. And so I wanna just kind of start with the cool because um, oftentimes when we think of what's important, uh, the way you find that out is you look at like what's accepted, but not just what's accepted, but what what's cool. And yeah, trends and, and patterns. And, and all this is going on in, in all of us. There's a pull of that. And it's also going on in all the people that we're relating to. And it also, it's it's what follows you in adulthood. It just shifts. And it's like keeping up with like a certain standard of what you should be, who you should be, what you should do. Okay. Um, so cool. Don't, don't underestimate the, the power of it. But I want to talk about kind of a stream that is... Driving a lot of cool, and it drives a lot of values, and that is individualism, being an individual. Okay, uh, individualism is actually a worldview. It's a way of life, and it's secular, and it's deeply rooted in American culture. Um, the the idea that you're you're self-made, you're original. You're unique. Um, all those actually sound like not inherently bad, but individualism, and that as a way of life, is is actually not it's not biblical. Okay, um, but what happens with individualism is it's not just you have this worldview, and Christianity's over here. What you find is is like individualism. Is actually invaded Christianity, and you just have a bunch of Christians that still believe the same worldview. Like, they just are Christians and still kind of living that same, that same way. Okay, so I kind of want to, I want to talk about that. Um, the biggest question behind any worldview is who gets to be God? The reason individualism isn't Christian and not biblical is because it puts you in the God position, okay? The difference between individualism and Christian individualism is an individualism without a Christian worldview is just, I just need everything for myself. And there's no concern for godly things. That's why coming to Hume Lake would be the worst idea ever. Being a part of a Christian club doesn't make any sense. Because they're individuals, why would they be a part of something that actually... Could maybe challenge them, but also is gonna take up their time, right? Christian individualism is still like a struggle for the God position, but it's it's more like I need to kind of do what I think God needs me to do so I can do what I want to do. And it's kinda like you gotta please God enough to still get what you want. You gotta, you know, do the right things, check the right boxes. But at the center of it is still, like, how good am I? What status do I have? Okay? And so I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. You guys have that box on the top, right? Um, what, what I did is I, I wanted to kind of give you just a, an overview of how individualism plays itself out in, in culture, specifically in the messages that that we're sent and then i'm going to focus on just a few because of because of time so here's life's questions if you see that on the left hand side um these are what all of us are asking okay the great thing is is because we're all asking this there's a way that as we follow christ in a real way um we can help answer these questions for people and if they have answers to those questions that there's a sense in which they'll They'll investigate Christianity, okay? So you want to think, like, this is, this is just what we all ask. So the first is, uh, what's life all about? And you see underneath there the risk. It's, it's kind of like, what should I risk for? You know, what, what's important enough for me that I'm willing to risk? Uh, individualism says that you risk to be happy, you risk to do great things, and you, you risk doing life my way. Again, you're the center of the universe. Okay? The themes in culture, um, and, you know, the slogans change, but these have been around, like, a really long time. Okay? And the, the idea is, like, YOLO. Okay? You only live once. That's actually the epitome of individualism. Okay? So what, what does YOLO mean? What, what does that mean when you hear me say that? What comes to your mind? You're about to do something stupid. Okay. So you're about to do something stupid. You're about to do whatever you want. Yeah. Don't live life with regrets, so do this thing. Okay. How many of you guys have heard no regrets? You ever heard people say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> True. Yeah. But you know, they may not say YOLO, but it's like I've one life to live. Carpe diem. Seize the day. This is all I got. You only live once. You only have this life. And this, you know, this YOLO theme like is totally in culture so I'm, I'm going to talk be talking about YOLO. The other kind of side of this is FOMO. Anyone know what that stands for? Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out, right? The idea, and it's kind of connected to YOLO, is since you only live once, then if you miss things, you know, your life can be like deeply regrettable because you've, you've missed something that happened and that was like your one opportunity. And that actually drives a lot of what's happening on uh, social media and technology. I did the technology roundtable and what I noticed is like these are kind of connected. The reason sometimes we we are on Facebook and we're on Instagram and we're on uh, the the web all the time and and plugged in, plugged in, plugged in, plugged in, plugged in, because we think, what if something happens and I don't know? If I don't know. And there's this, like, you guys really experience that more than any generation, is like, you can know most things whenever you want. You're completely plugged into information. The problem of it is, what do you do when you don't have it have any of you like found it hard to not be able to text since being up on the mountain what about like facebook has it been hard for anyone somewhat i'm asking you guys to be real right now and you're just like if he doesn't look at me and i don't don't move but there, there's a you know there's a point i know for me like i i've not been able to like communicate with people, but then there's also part of like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? I have like a wife and kids and I'm like, well, I hope it's all well, you know? But, <laughs> so at its core, it's not bad, but there's a sense in which like, because you're plugged in and connected, you're plugged in and you're connected, you're plugged in and connected. You, you fear like, what if I, I miss something? And that's, that's driven by individualism, okay? So I'm gonna be talking about YOLO a little bit more. And then the, the other major question, so what's life all about? And based on what it's about, like what risks does that mean I need to take, okay? The next part, what will make me happy, and this is the idea of direction. Like, So what does it mean that I need to do? And individualism is saying, well, what will make you happy is your pleasure, your plans, um, what you own, your possessions, possessions, like kind of what you have, and then your positions, like your titles, your status, um, who you are as a student, who you are as a stoner, you know. Th- those are, you know, like obviously far ends of the spectrum. But the the idea is just, you know, if you're super successful, that's going to make you happy. If you're the life of the party, that's going to make you happy, you know. And all this is going on on like college campuses. This is all going on in workplaces. This is all going on in schools. This is all going. I mean, this is this is our, our culture. Uh, the themes that this comes out in is follow your dreams and follow your heart okay because the idea of what will make you happy the response to that is usually like well you just you need to follow you just need to follow your dream and follow your follow your heart have you guys ever seen that theme in movies what what movies any anything comes to mind disney movies What's that? Any rom-com. Any rom-com, okay. What what Disney? Did, just did, what's that? It's romantic. Romantic. Yeah, you just, just do whatever you need to do, but follow your heart, right? Any, anyone else? Any other? La La Land? I haven't seen it. But like what's the, what's, the, um, what's the theme of that? Just follow your heart or follow your dream in there or? Between um, love and your dreams, special so dream, dream trumps out yeah. love. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's it's it's. it's <laughs> so it's like a so it's a pull. Okay, so you know, follow your dreams is like like whatever you believe you can do, do it. Dude, that's like el- every elementary school in America. Whatever you believe, you can do it. And we're told that. And it's actually like, it's actually not true. Then everyone would be the most successful people. And they're not. There's tons of people that have dreams. They're never going to reach them. Okay. But that doesn't motivate like third graders. Okay. But, um, and then follow your heart is like, if you feel it, it's real and it's authentic. Why? Because you feel it. But you see again, how like. You, as the center, if it's your dream, if it's your feeling, if it's your heart, then you just you have, to, you have to follow that. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about follow your dream uh, as well. And then the, the third thing, what gives me worth and meaning, uh, these are kind of the, the boundaries of life. And individualism is my efforts, authenticity, uh, the affection, approval of others. A couple other things I was thinking about. What gives me worth and, and meaning is, like, my identity and also, like, my sexuality. Like, it's not just my identity, but like who I am sexually. And I don't know if you guys know this, but has, has anyone ever heard, like, the amount of um, options on Facebook for, for gender? Yes. I haven't looked in a while. I think it's, like, 49 genders. And uh, I, I've never looked. I don't even know what those would be. Like if I'm being honest, I don't have no idea. But Facebook, you know, they're like we are servicing the world, and I don't know who's informing them and how they're getting this data of like these are the people that are identifying in a certain, you know, this or that. But um, that's not that's not on accident. They're not like hey, like let's just expand genders. <laughs> it, it it actually is is this idea of. you you know, your, your identity and who you are. And so if somebody thinks it's their identity, it may not even exist, but it becomes something that now you could choose. So it's like the options are endless and that that's the world in which we live. Uh, the themes in the culture and how that comes out is, is I got this. Uh, that's the idea of what gives me worth the meaning is like whatever I can do. And so I am going to work and I'm going to act and I'm going to just do it to accelerate my life um, and, and really just rely on, rely on myself. Can't rely on anyone else. I have to rely on myself. And then the, the second theme in culture is the I got to be me, which is um, there's nothing worse to not be like authentically you. Like, you know, cool would be like you be you. And that makes a lot of sense. Like, well, yeah, the issue is like, well, who are you? And how do you define who you are? And we live in a world now where it's like, you don't know. You can, people can just decide. And why can they decide? Because they're individuals. And they're in the God position. So, scriptures are saying, like, there's male and there's female. But if you take God out of the equation, then you can just determine whatever you want. So you see, this is like all, like this is kind of all backdrop. And the umbrella over this is, is, is me as an individual. I, I am God. And these messages are just, we're, we're inundated by. But do you, do you hear like people walking around and be like, I just want to be my own God. No. But they come out in, I got to be me. I just need to follow my heart. I need to follow my dream. YOLO, like you only live once. You see, you know, it's they're subtle, but at the core of them is this is this 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 whole movement of we're just gonna define things and do things our way. And this is like gonna be the big, you know, challenge it is right now. And it's gonna be the just continual challenge of Christianity to to actually appeal and relate and love people in a way that they would consider taking them out as like the center of the universe and to be a christian like you have to do that but you could see like this is why it's a struggle because people people enjoy being individuals and it's 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 celebrated okay any questions on that so far this is like an overview and then i'm going to kind of get more specific does it make sense you guys tracking you guys see it like you kind of feel it like around you and the world and campus, your life, you know, it's not just like out there. I mean, it's, it's, it's in us, you know, it it is because we're a product of our culture. All right, I'm going to keep going. Um, I think the next thing is I kind of define individualism and, you know, I've mentioned this, so I'm just going to kind of go quickly, but here's, here's individualism. I am the what of my universe. Center. Center. I just said that. You know, I gave you that. That was free. Okay. Uh, the next is my goals or my ends uh, justify my means. My goals justify my means. So it's like these themes come like follow your heart, follow your dream. Um, you know, you only live once. Make the most out of it. But this is really what, what that means. Okay uh the next one is i am my own moral conscience i define morality how come because i'm an individual frankly i can do whatever i want that's what's happening in our world people just define whatever they want to define Uh, the fourth there is freedom and fulfillment are my right And it's connected if i'm my own moral conscience and i define for me what's right and what's wrong then I have the freedom to do whatever I want to do. And I can choose to be fulfilled in any way that I want to be fulfilled. So just open the gates individually. It just opens the gates. Like, Be who you want to be and do what you want to do. And that right there is probably what most people on your campus would say. Like, what do you, you think people should live for? Well, just be who you are and do what you want to do. Just Follow your heart. That would be it. But at its core, it's like, this is what that means. Okay? And then uh, the the last thing is individualism, performance defines my value. And that gets into Christianity. That gets into Christianity. Um, Accomplishments are key. Because self, you know, you're, you're the ultimate reality. Everything starts with me and my concerns, family, um, community and society, the needs of welfare. They're, they're, for most people, you know, they think, like, I want to make a difference in the world. And I want to help people. Like, in a general sense, most people are like, I want to make a difference in the world. And how are you going to do that? And then they're going to, like, they're going explain. They're going to go back to this chart. Well, I'm going to, like, follow my heart, do my best. It's like, Okay secondary what they're really saying as an individual full-fledged individual which most americans are is i'm going to take care of me first and then like if that makes sense to kind of help along the way i i will okay um each individual should seek self-fulfillment you know when we're an individualistic society um if everyone's just doing what they want to do it actually makes it a lot more comfortable and that, that's also like a theme in our culture. Like, why well, I, I need to do this because if I don't do it, somebody else is. It's that idea of like, if I don't choose to take care of me, that person's going to take care of them. And what, what's going to happen to me? It's just like everyone is for them for themselves. It's like survival, right? I got to take care of me. No, no one else will. And then we, we control our own destiny. That's like a huge, huge, huge kind of connection to individualism. It's a major theme in our culture. We control our own destiny. Okay? Um, so that performance defines my value. That, I mentioned, like, the Christian individualism. That's where that really comes through. Um, my sense of worth can oftentimes, even for Christians, be based on, like, what I'm doing or what I've done. Like, you're, you're gauging your well-being on all the boxes you check. Well, I'm, I'm praying, I'm memorizing scripture, I'm meeting with guys, I'm meeting with girls, I'm going to this, I'm going to that, I'm going to this and that. And then, and then. But sometimes what's driving it is, I'm, I wanna have status, I wanna be important. I want people to think a certain thing of me. And if you peel that back, it's like, I'm the center, focuses on me. Okay, and so you, you, have to, you have to watch out for that. Um, <clears throat> Individualism drives major worldviews. I've kind of talked about that. But it's like we're strong enough, smart enough, good enough. Autonomy is the highest good. Um, being like authentically you and who you are, that's like the most celebrated thing. It actually doesn't matter what it is. If you're authentic, it's good. It's noble because you are who you are. So the idea of of not being authentic, whatever that means, that's like the epitome of not cool. You know? Um, any any questions on this? Then I'm gonna dig in. Yeah. That's just like say Yeah. Yeah, and, and actually. To be an authentic Christian is not defined by the Christian. Yeah. It's defined by God who made us. Again, it's, it's, it's who's defining, you know? And oftentimes, people who are being authentic haven't just come up with their own original idea. They're looking around them and say, well, I'll, I'll follow this group or this movement, and that will be authentically me, whatever it is. Yeah? So where would the line between like being authentically you? Like- a certain hobby or passion, and know you're going to follow that. So, say it's like being a crazy good guitarist, but also at the same time, like God gives you talents that you can use to like better his kingdom. So, where is the line between like wanting to be authentically you by like playing, or, but also like praising God with it? Yeah, sense. you know, it does. I mean, I think it's. Is it just a mindset? Yeah, because. Um, That, that's somewhat talking about wiring, not necessarily authenticity. But for anyone, God's wired you a certain way, and He's given you gifts and He's given you talents. If you become a Christian, He's given you spiritual gifts. But the question is like, are you gonna use those to ultimately build His kingdom? Or are you gonna use that to follow your dream? And like, we all have to kind of face that to you know, d- decide. Good, good question. All right, I want to jump in and talk about uh, YOLO. Um, YOLO includes uh, risky activity, pleasurable behavior, fun. This is like, I mean, this is like college. I mean, that's a big reason why you go to college is like to have fun, to experience things. And that's what people, like, that's what they're looking for. I want new experiences. And what happens is sometimes the, the more risky, the more interesting, right? But you can get kind of pulled, pulled into this. Um, if you're wild, crazy, daring, um, that's also kind of part of cool, and that's driven most of the time by this YOLO mentality. Like If you're a daring person, like, wow, you, that person has no fear. They are, they are doing what they want to do. Uh, that's like this idea of like, you only live once. There's a, there's a part of us which you know we gravitate towards that. You guys are, you guys know who Lonely Island is like the, yeah. right? Like they're on SNL, and they 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 make songs some of which aren't appropriate and but they're funny, mm-hmm. and they kind of uh, they're they're based on satire, but they actually did a song called YOLO. And I just wanna read some lyrics because it's funny, okay? Lonely, YOLO, you only live once. The battle cry of a generation. This life is a precious gift. So don't get too crazy. It's not worth the risk. Because you should never trust a bank. They've been known to fail. And never travel by car, a bus, <laughs> boat, or by rail, okay? And don't travel by plane. And don't travel at all. Built a bomb shelter basement with titanium walls. And wear titanium suits, in case pianos fall on you. And never go in saunas, because they're crawling with piranhas. And never take the stairs, because they're often unsafe. You only live once, don't let it go to waste. You know that we are still young, so hold off on the fun. Cook your meat till it's done, because you only live once. It's the opposite. It's it's, It's funny. It's like, basically, if you only live once, then actually, should you maybe be more scared? (laughs) that's what they're like mocking it's this idea of you only have once and you could die with a lot of things so just build a bomb shelter Um, aren't you just glad you came to this workshop just for that Um, I I just want to talk about the the pitfalls of this like make the most of of uh, this life do whatever you want to do Um, I, I, I want to just talk about some of the pitfalls um it starts with, like, my, my purpose of life, if, if I'm really living, like, for myself and just for the moment, uh, it becomes too narrow. You, you, actually, well, you actually miss um, God's, God's plan for you. You actually miss the good life if you think that just finding pleasure, doing what you want, is, is what it's all about. You, you just miss out. And it's too narrow of a, way to, too narrow of a life to live, and, and actually there, there's not fulfillment there. And then another reality of, of the YOLO approach is decisions can cause continuous trouble. Do you guys have that Ecclesiastes 7.17? Mm-hmm. Could somebody read that? Be not overly wicked, neither be a fool. Why should you die before your time? Uh, <coughs> the... Um, the fool there is is really a fool that's that 's living, just thinking like my decisions don 't have any impact, and they I can kind of do whatever I want, and my decisions aren't connected to the future um, in fact, my decisions don 't really even impact the present, um, but the scripture is just saying like if you 're this kind of fool, you, you may be headed to an early an early death okay um, The way this comes out practically is, again, people aren't, like, constantly saying, "Yay, you only live once, but just because they don't say it doesn't mean it's not real. And the reason you know it's real is because you look at their life. So I just just brainstormed, and then I want you guys to brainstorm if you have any other ideas. So how would you know, this is the question, how would you know somebody's, like, kind of living the YOLO life? Okay. Don't answer yet, but here's some thoughts I had. Um, spending impulsively. If you want something, you get it. Because you want it. Why would you not get what you want? Um, that could be buying you know, new clothes, buying a new car. It's the idea, like, you don't really think, do I have the money? You think, I want it. You know, and so you, you just spend how you want. Uh, another way YOLO comes out is you relate inappropriately to the opposite sex. And the, the idea there is, if you only live once, then getting pleasure as you're in a relationship, that becomes really important because that'll make you feel better. And, you know, so YOLO like comes up, like, have sex. Why? Because you only live once, like, we love each other, okay? Um, another way this comes up is, is there's a pull in us like, where we just want to change in scenery. like we're, Sometimes there's a pull. like I, I just want to go somewhere where nobody knows me, and I want to start over. I just want to change. And often what it is is like people actually know you, and they could help you, but you don't want the help. And this change of scenery is like, I want to pull away from the people that love, love me and care for me, And I just want to be left alone. I want to escape responsibility. You see this a lot in guys. Guys are notorious for this. They just bail. They just bail out. (laughs) That's it's it's yellow. You only live once. Like I'm not going to waste my time being restricted and having to like bear responsibility. I'm I'm going to just escape, escape, escape. Okay. Um, And just wanting a change in scenery also comes like. You ever like had a job and you really didn't like the job and you just like you just wanted out of there I've had that you guys had that That's actually part of like the YOLO in us because it's like why would I waste my time doing something so boring Have you ever thought of like changing your major to something easier Anyone thought of like dropping out of school <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's that idea, like it just, oh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend my time, like being responsible. Okay, what are other things that you guys see on campus where you're saying, like, man, you know what? They seem like they are living this this perspective of like they only live once. How does that come out on your campuses? Okay. So they just, if there's like a party, it's not like, would this be wise for me to attend, but it's a party. You attend them. The that you see, like in the science, I community mean, it's like, if there's a test coming up, all else falls you know, like to the side except the study. So like, you know, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I mean, you know, just take Yeah, it's actually, it's the same exact thing. Because I have to perform. And Why do you have to perform is because that, that defines me, you know? And it's, it's not fun, and like, I don't, wouldn't call that fun, but it still is um, performance. And, and in a way, it's, it's all in about me, like you said you ignore the world around you cuz it's just it's me what i want in the moment yeah anyone else anything else yeah okay yeah like feeling yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's the FOMO and the YOLO. It's, it's, you know, it's this idea like, I just got to do everything. The sleep schedule, too, I think, really shows the YOLO and the FOMO. People go to bed at crazy hours for both of those reasons. Yeah, man. I've been living that at Hume. (laughs) (laughs) You guys make me tired, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing or I'm not, you know, they're just not wise with how they say when they say you know whatever because that's who they are it's good you can't define them or tell them what to do I don't care what you think right. I'm going to say what I want to say that's good yeah Hello, bro. Uh-huh. It's YOLO. Oh, no. yeah. But yeah, you know, at its core, it, it asks a fundamental question, which is, <coughs> hold on just one second, is is why do people go out and get drunk? To forget right. things. To forget things. Yeah. Deal with problems cool. to, to feel good. It's cool. Everyone else is doing it. That's all like related to YOLO. Drunkenness. You only have one. It's like. Let's do it. <laughs> wow! Wow! That kind of—I <laughs> did, yeah. Actually, kind of like surprise right there. I was—I went to Cal Baptist University. There, there were rats, not frats, you know. I'm wanting to say that for about 15 years, but um, how are we doing on time here? 5:36. Okay. What time do I need to be done? Six. Okay. I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna speed up. Okay. I want to talk about follow your dream, Okay, What will make you happy? Culture says, follow your dream. Follow your dream is actually like Disney didn't invent this. Plato, this is something he said, follow your dreams and do not waste time on empty things. Plato. So this is like a deep philosophy that's like a big part of our worldview, And it's driven by individualism, but follow, follow your dreams. Have a goal and a purpose. This becomes your dream. Life is too short not to follow your passion. Be passionate. Follow your dream. Magic will happen. Now there's some actual truth to YOLO, and there's some truth to follow your dream. Truth to YOLO is like you actually do only live once. So you need to make the most of this life. <laughs> That's true. The falsehood is doesn't mean just have fun and get pleasure. Okay? Follow your dreams is actually, there's some truth to that. You need goals. And you can actually do more than you think you can. That's a lot of what the fall of your dreams is like. Have a dream, and, and like you can achieve, you can achieve it. I'm going to read you a quote from somebody: uh, "Don't let someone who gave up on their dreams talk you out of yours. If anyone ever tells you your dreams are silly, remember there's some millionaire walking around who invented the pool noodle. Okay? Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers the round pegs and the square holes because the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do anyone know who said that Steve Jobs yeah Steve Jobs that's follow your dream so people look at Steve Jobs like worked for him he's telling me to do it and how many successful iphone companies are there i mean well there's only one successful iphone company but there's only like one steve jobs that's what made him steve jobs but the follow your dream is just like if you believe it like you can you can become it okay uh here's some pitfalls just because you have you you have a dream doesn't mean it will come true true and here's where the individualism starts to fall apart god actually rules the universe Okay, uh, there's also cause and effect. So, you can have a dream, but if you make certain decisions, you'll never experience that dream because of things that you've done. Um, but again, that's not like encouraging to people. So it it's, it's not helpful to most, you know. Uh, just because we believe doesn't mean it will happen. And then another pitfall is we can chase dreams not worth following that God doesn't approve of. Success is ultimately due to God's hand accomplishing his own purposes. That's success. What does God want done? You know what, what God wants done is gonna happen. He actually rules the universe. Uh, If we have dreams that God doesn't approve of, we may have like this idea of magic, like I just need to follow just this dream I have. You may have the magic, but you could actually follow the dream and end up in a much worse place. And that's real. And you guys are in that world right now on a college campus where people are living a certain way, wanting to follow their dream, and there's a total disconnect. Because for life to really come together in a real way, they need Jesus Christ. And if their path is not intersecting with his path, they may get the dream that they've always wanted, but they still won't be fulfilled. And they won't be happy so i want to just kind of talk about how to filter and then i'm going to take questions Uh, how to filter yolo and follow your dream Uh, life is a gift from god who holds us accountable for it there's the idea of like we live our life before god it doesn't matter who you are you're living your life before god and he he's watching second corinthians 5 so whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil." The idea is like, when this life wraps up, all of us will appear before God in judgment. And we're gonna to have to say, how did we live? And what we did, for better or for worse. And this idea of, of judgment awaits every single person. And so th- this idea of accountability, it actually breaks down yolo pretty quickly because you maybe only live once and it can cause you to do some crazy things but you actually have to answer to god for that that, that, that's serious Um, and then number two we will we will reap what we sow galatians 6 do not be deceived god is not mocked for whatever one sows that will he also reap this mocking is this idea of like you know, Seth is, is, has the seeds, but the idea is like, you you plant uh, destruction. You know, with, you plant destruction seeds. What kind of fruit are going to come from that? Destructive fruit, right? It's going to be the seed and the fruit match. They always match. They always match. They always match. The scripture says, "God's not mocked." You can't just say God like just change the seed change the seed. God doesn't do that. Now, God's gracious. But ultimately, the way we live impacts cause and effect. And in his grace, sometimes we don't experience the degree maybe that we should from our decisions. But over a pattern of a life, like you live your life, and the outcome of that is based on the decisions that you've made. And so there's not only accountability, but... We reap what we sow. Um, we, we live in an immediate culture. And, like, hear me on this, guys, because this is something that, like, really was helpful in my life. Just because something doesn't happen immediately doesn't mean it's not real. For instance, when I was younger, um, I would do my own things, and, like, it worked out. And some of it was sin. The reason I thought, uh can't be that bad or wrong, is because God didn't come out of the sky and I got in trouble. I got away with it. And that's a big like thing that kind of drives our individualism. We don't immediately see the outcome of our decisions, bad ones, and therefore we actually don't think sowing and reaping is real. And we mock God. We're gonna get away with it. Wow, I got away with it. When you think you get away with it, what happens? You do it again. If you get away with it, you do it again. You get away with it and do it again. There are so many people that are caught in a dark place, Christians, because God's actually letting them get away with it in the short run. Because out of his kindness, he wants them to repent. That's what the scriptures say, out of his kindness. His kindness leads us to repentance. So he doesn't squash us every time. The problem is just because God didn't squash you doesn't mean that you're not going to reap what you've sown. And here's the the reality. What you're sowing right now, you're not going to see the fruit of that for a long time. It could be 10, it could be 15 years. That's for better or worse. You guys are making decisions right now which God is pleased with. You're choosing to follow him. You're choosing to make a priority. You're choosing to invest in people. You're choosing to love them. And it's harvesting. It's, it's farming. It's not immediate. You don't know the difference you're making in someone's life. You don't even know the difference that it's making in your own life as you're making the decisions. But like 10 years from now, your lives can be completely blessed because of what you're deciding right now. And in 15 years from now, you could get married and you could have kids and you could look back and see like, man, the path that I followed led me to this point and I'm experiencing blessing. But the opposite is also true. Ten years from now, you can realize, like, I should have taken God seriously back then because now stuff has cracks and it's falling apart. But we, we mock God. We don't, we don't think it's real, okay? And then number three, we should take the right risks to please God. Um, this is where risking is actually, can be good. And I just want to, End with this, and then I got one more point. But um, God actually wants you to, to risk, and He wants you to risk for the right things. And so that that part of like you only living, living once that should motivate us to do the right thing. Because this is it. We've got this life, and then it's over. And then we enter into eternity. Okay? Um, and so here, here are some things i just kind of thought of how does a christian risk in a way that pleases god um it's actually what seth was talking about today all those are risks you identify with christ you share your faith with a friend or a coworker. that's a risk and you know what's driving that is like this is my life and i may not get a chance so there's a part of like where that should motivate us i may not get another chance to talk to this person um Another way you can risk in a way that pleases God, give more than you think you can give. Financially, time, energy, give more than you think you can give. When you think, I don't know if God's going to take care of me, I don't know how this is going to work out, I don't know if I'm going to have the energy to do this meeting and go to this thing and this and this, and you guys, that's your lives right now. Do it. Give to it because it's it's noble. That's right sacrifice and you guys do that go on trips you know you guys actually took a risk by coming to spring break you could have done whatever you wanted but you took a risk that's good Uh, standing for what is right and true you guys are gonna be challenged more and more to actually stand for what God says and you guys are gonna have a major impact if you if you do it if you're willing to risk and say God I stand with you, and I'm going to do what you say in a culture that doesn't care for you and what you say. That's a risk. Uh, Say no to a really good opportunity because it's not what God wants for your life. This could be a job opportunity. This could be a relationship. But if you sense God is telling you no, you actually risk by saying no and trusting that God's going to take care of you. Okay, and then the last thing, we should make decisions based on the path God approves. This is the idea of like, you guys are young and you can make such a dent in the world. You can make a difference. You can make a difference in the lives of the people that you relate to. You can make a difference in your families. You can make a difference in your workplaces when you get jobs. You can make a difference right now in your classrooms. But the difference you can make is based on, am I going to pursue the kingdom and make that the most important thing that I live for? That's the measure of the good life. It's like, will you live your life for the kingdom things? and Seek that first, no matter what. So you can make a dent in the world, but according to God, it's not gonna be by following your dreams. And it's not going to be by you just doing whatever you want to do. It's going to be by living for kingdom things. Um, and this, this passage in James, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the last thing is, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. This is talking about plans. You guys have a thought of what you'd like to do. There's a lot of you that you, you have no idea. You're like, I'm majoring, I don't know what kind of job that's going to get me. In. But you're, you're going to get to a point where you're going to have clarity. And you're going to have these plans. But you need, to, you need to check with God on that. Because you want to make sure that you're not, you know, putting yourself in the driver's seat of your life, just doing what you want to do. And we can be really slick as Christians. We can kind of mis- like, act like this is what God wants us to do. But deep down, we know it's, it's really what I want. It's my own ambition. Guess what? God can't be mocked. <laughs> you will reap what you sow. Okay? So you have a tremendous opportunity on this end of like, beginning to live your life in a real way once you graduate and once you kind of get into the, this world to like, push forward the kingdom of God. So really, your life is like an open hand. Like, God, whatever you want me to do, whatever you will, like, I'm going to do that. So um, here, here's kind of the summary. The way that the path that God approves— since he's the center of the universe, is to know him, to love him, to honor him, and to walk with him to do his will on the earth. That's the measure. It's not your dream. It's actually doing what God wants, to know him, to love him, to honor him, and to walk with him to do his will in the earth. That's the good life. If we're going to risk, we need to risk for that. I'm done. You guys have any questions? Yes, Ellie. Sure. You know, I I FOMO'd it out when I first went to college and I realized, like, my fear of missing out was, like, was about, it was just me, it was, it was me, like, I wanted that because I didn't want to miss out. Why didn't I want to miss out? Well, because there might be fun that I don't get to have. There might be, like, a person I don't get to see, so it's still me. And I I just got to the point where you actually can't really build deep relationships if it's always driven by missing out because there's always something that's luring you. And so for me, I, I, I was in a, my dorm room my freshman year and it was a Friday and everyone had plans except for me. I realized I, I had no friends. This was probably like three months into school and I basically like FOMO'd my, my way into like no relationships. And um, God told me that, that that night like, you know, if I don't take him seriously and if I don't choose to invest in Him and to actually invest in people. Like that emptiness I felt, that was going to be my life. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I was very clear, it was like, this will be your life. And so just kind of, just keep gauging, like why do you feel pressure? Like why is that? Why do I feel the pressure, why do I feel the pressure? And then just choose to make, slow down and invest in, invest in like the people that God's placed you with. You know? Yeah. I think growing off of that, like something I've experienced as well, is like in the way of FOMO is the idea of like, investing in people till like 2 a.m. When I know I should be asleep, but I'm like, but I'm investing in this person. And it's been so good talking to them because they're opening up, but also I have to wake up in four hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's called tension (laughs) and you have to deal with it. And it's part of you just being a responsible adult. You know, For each decision, Uh, it impacts. It's the same thing, like cause and effect. So if you doing that causes you to like not be able to wake up and take care of your responsibilities, then instead of making it one meeting with the person, make it two and make it more manageable. Uh, And a lot of that's you just learn by experience, just life experience. Good question. Yes, ma'am. Sure. So when we're trying to reach out to people like this you said that So in trying to how do we feel what they are Like how do we maybe stay away from the the judging them feel like like filtering what they're putting into us but not making them feel like we're taking everything we're saying and pushing it. I don't know if I'm getting a lot No those, I, I, I um I, I think I think the key is is um unless they're asking you um you want to pick up on like w wh- where's their emptiness? Like, where's their, where are things not adding up? And it's, it's different for each person. But there's a sense in which, like, if all I'm saying is true and God, like, has designed reality, then, like, living like this will actually not make them fulfilled. And so you, I, I approach it, like, when, I, when I'm relating to people is I try to find out what's the, like, the tension in their life where, like, things are not coming together. And that's, that's where I want to, like, that's where I want to pray for an opportunity so it's not judging; it's hope. They need hope, and then the idea of like not getting sucked into that is also like I think Dan said. You know, evangelism is not; it's not individualistic. It's not like lone warrior, lone warrior, lone ranger, lone warrior, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's actually going to be really easy if you're by yourself and you're relating to non-Christians. This is going to appeal. It it appeals to us. We have to battle this, and so you want to you want to make sure that you're. You know, you're not just by yourself trying to make a dent in darkness. You need some more light with you, you know, and, and that can begin to penetrate the darkness. Yeah, Sloan. So I, I have a question about, like, how much does, like, the feeling of peace play into making a decision? So, like, assuming the person is going, getting wise counsel, they're in the Bible, they're praying. Well, how much is their feeling of peace and, like, feeling of, like, not feeling at peace about certain decisions, how much do those feelings, play into them? Oh, man, that's, that's a tough one. That is good and tough. Um, you don't know. The way you know is you, the decision is made, and then you see. That's how you know. That's what faith is. Just because you had peace actually doesn't mean it's the will of God. And just because you don't have peace doesn't mean it's not the will of God because it may mean you you don't want to do it (laughs) so why are you going to have a piece of something that's like oh my heart I just don't want to do this and so oftentimes you know based on what happened yeah was God in it yeah 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 and, that, and that's, I mean, ultimately, you know, after you have, have done that, I mean, there's, you can have peace, but if God's word says that's wrong, it doesn't matter what you feel. It's wrong, you know, but that's a, that's a big part of it. Like, how could something so wrong feel so right? Because you want what you want. That's why, you know, good questions. Any others? Hey, I meant to say this on the front end. It would have been, like, better, probably. But um, I really enjoyed getting to know you guys and just being around you and hearing your stories. And so this has, like, really been a pleasure. So I appreciate you guys being here, you know, at this workshop, but also just the opportunity to get to know you the, the last uh, few days. So thank you for sharing your lives with me. I was like, kind of, see, I should have done it on the front end, like, kind of hugged it out, you know? <laughs> we'll hug it out on the back end. Thank you guys.